The way we consume and share news today, it is largely rooted in social media outlets, a reason why it's crucial to look at what's being discussed online from the hottest issues to trends for our daily social media. And we're joined by Yerika. Good morning. Good morning. Yellow. Yes. Yellow. <laughs> it does put me in a better mood seeing yellow. Oh, I'm glad. <laughs> what about you, listeners? <laughs> what are your favorite colors? Okay. Let's jump into some of these buzzwords uh, trending. And unfortunately, some are a little bit trickier for us to talk about considering that well gender inequality index uh pointing to stagnation for a decade is yeah uh, how do i put this <clears throat> disappointing that's right it's very disappointing actually um among 37 selected countries in the 2023 gender social norms index south korea ranked the lowest in terms of social agreement uh, when it comes to gender equality the survey compared the level of social recognition of gender equality during two different time periods the first from 2010 to 2014 and from 2017 to 2022. Now, the results of the survey show that South Korea's level of social recognition of gender equality retracted uh, compared to a decade ago. Uh, South Korea fell behind countries like Chile, Mexico, Iraq, and Russia. Germany, New Zealand, Singapore, and Japan, on the other hand, led the rank. I mean, one thing I'm taught on my program, especially on the World Deconstruct, is not to generalize, mm. but I am going to just a little bit trying to understand. I mean, these countries are not necessarily all countries that we would associate with progress when Correct. it comes to not just gender equality, but page, yep. uh, pay gaps and, and, and so many social mm. injustices, I suppose. But the fact that South Korea fares so low, it, I guess I have to ask you a tough question. What kind of biases did the report try to quantify? Yes, the report quantified biases against women along four different dimensions, including political, educational, economic, and physical integrity. Now, the survey found that uh, more than 93% of Korean men and 87% of Korean women had a bias on at least one of those dimensions. Now, most notably, over 72% of Koreans had political biases regarding women's roles in society. Oof, okay. So, mm. I mean, the heated debates we see on and offline, maybe it points to these yep. statistics. So, mm. what was the percentage of Koreans who had no bias <laughs> in any of the dimensions? Uh, only 10%. Actually, only 10% of Koreans had no bias in any of these uh, four key dimensions. Um, the same figure was more than 64% in Sweden and 66% in New Zealand. Um, now, the survey covered 85% of the global population. Uh, the index showed that almost 9 out of 10 men and women hold fundamental biases against women. Okay, so a lot of work mm. to do on that front. Let's try to break it down. Can you share with our listeners more insights from the very report? Sure. Uh, there were many, actually, but uh, let's talk about maybe a few. Nearly half of the world's people believe that men make better political leaders than women do. That's because we might have had more of that in history. That's Just right. Just sheer number of yes. more male leaders. Yep. 
Uh, also, two out of five people believe that men make better business executives than women do. I'm going to make the same point. Yep. We've just seen more quantities. And this was disturbing for me. 25% of people think that it is okay for the husband to hit his wife. <sighs> that his actions would be justified. I'm letting that sink in for a second. Mm, um, 25% people. In the world. Yep, in the world. That's hard for me mm. to fathom. But again, maybe we're a little privileged. I mean, we've had that conversation and we're, we're trying to move forward yep. and better the country. And there are parts of the world that may still fall behind in a mm-hmm. different timeline. That is bleak, though. Yep. 25% of people mm-hmm. think it's okay to for a husband to hit his wife. Yep. Bias gender social norm stems from society undervaluing women's capabilities and rights. Correct. Now, mm. bias to gender norms constrain uh, women's choices as well as opportunities. Uh, these gender norms, bias gender norms, they regulate behavior. Mm. And uh, they set the boundaries of what women are expected to do what women are expected to be. Mm. They are a major impediment Mm. to achieving gender equality and empowering all women and girls around the world. And that should benefit societies across the world. That's undisputed. But uh, again, I think it's it's unfair for us to group all men into one category, Mm. all women into one category and say men have these qualities and women have these qualities and vice versa. It's it's misleading Mm. and very ignorant to be honest with you. But it's tough because you're trying to change societies, cultures to reframe their way of thinking, right? It's not having individual conversations one-on-one. If politicians can do that, that Mm. might be a different outlook. Now, so governments have uh, their work cut out for them. uh, Trying to address these issues have an important role in addressing gender inequality issues. It's so important to publicly promote women's roles in society uh, the starting point perhaps could be recognizing the economic value of unpaid workers, most notably women involved in homemaking and childcare. Mm. Now, in countries with heavily biased gender social norms, uh, women usually spend six times as much time in unpaid tasks as in paying jobs. <sighs> Let that sink in for yep. a second. Mm-hmm. It's it's bleak, isn't it? Because every day I tell myself we're making small progress. Mm-hmm. And then when you see the global norm and the stats, sometimes it feels like we're going at snail speed. That's right. But there you have it. Uh, it's just maybe a cry for us to pay more attention mm-hmm. to the issue. With that, we move on to our second buzzword of the day. There's an international book fair in town. That's exciting. That's right. It's the 2023 Seoul International Book Fair. It's South Korea's largest book festival, in fact, that is kicking off later today at COEX mm. in Gangnam-gu in Seoul. Every year they have a theme, yep. and this year's is non-human. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's actually unsurprising as one of the most talked about topics so far this year has been AI. That's right. Uh, this uh, five-day festival aims to sort of break away from human perspective. Get an AI perspective. <laughs> <laughs> it invites engagement with uh, the non-human participation of the non-human. <laughs> so there are talks, exhibitions, and events that are taking place to explore multiple uh, human-caused crises uh, around us. Those crises include the cri- climate crisis, of course, mm-hmm. extinctions, planetary ecological crises. And uh, the theme aims to seek a, a new kind of balance mm-hmm. among humans, 
animals, planets, and objects around us. I like that. Aiming to seek a healthier balance. Yep. And perhaps non-humans are not here to destroy that agenda, but to help it. And we have to be so responsible. I know. And I mean, people who are, you know, leaders in the tech yeah. industry were the first to say, whoa, 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 we're going to put the brakes right. on this and see if we have regulations and rules mm-hmm. and we're on the same page, ethically speaking. Yep. And that's virtually unheard of. No offense in the mm-hmm. tech sector. It's all about progress. It's all about being the first, right? And so, I mean, that points to, I think, a shared agenda globally. <laughs> okay, so at the Seoul International Book Fair, I mean, it's interesting that this is where we're doing it. Who will be participating? Um, a total of 481 publishing companies. Uh, that includes 121 foreign publishers from 30 different countries. More than 200 speakers are expected to join the event. And uh, those speakers include some really well-known names as well. Um, six promotional ambassadors to this year's uh, book fair include Chun Seolan, Pyeon Heyoung, Oh Jung-hee, Kim In-suk, uh, Kim Eran, and Chae Eun-young. Uh, they're going to take part in a joint talk program, Literature as Non-Humans, uh, this coming Sunday. And they plan to delve into stories that mm-hmm. explore the relationships between humans and non-humans. Mm-hmm. And notice that these are all women, actually. Ah, yep. interesting, That's right? Right. You want to talk about why you need a female representation in all <laughs> yeah. corners? That's right. Now, internationally recognized literary figures uh, mm-hmm. that will be participating this year mm-hmm. include Viet Thanh Nguyen, uh, the Pulitzer Prize winning author of The Sympathizer. There's mm-hmm. also Anton Herr, the, the double nominated translator for the 2022 Booker Prize. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nikolai Schultz, mm-hmm. who is a PhD fellow in sociology at the University of Copenhagen. Mm-hmm. They will all be participating at the book fair this year. Now, also among some notable Korean participants uh, is author Chung Myung-gwan, mm. uh, whose novel Whale, we talked about on this segment, mm. was longlisted for this year's Booker Prize. He will also give a talk this coming Saturday. Mm. Now, Che Jae-chan, uh, I've had the privilege of uh, meeting him mm. when he came to speak at our school. He's a professor of behavior ecology at Ihua Women's University's College of Natural Sciences. Mm. He will give a seminar uh, today. Mm on uh, animals as part of the discussion on the larger theme of non-humans. Okay, so the spectrum is large. It's not just about uh, computerization and digitization. It's about animal friends, too. That's right. And nature. (laughs) That's right. Now, Sharzah, which is one of the seven emirates Mm. of the United Arab Emirates, uh, has been selected as the guest of honor country at this year's Mm. book fair. Around 100 speakers from 17 different organizations and companies will be attending the fair to introduce the literature and culture of this you know, honorary country. All right. Yeah. Uh, we can go on and on about yeah. this, but I want to get to our final story, which mm-hmm. warrants a little bit of discussion in itself. So how about <laughs> it? I mean, if you're a big Beatles fan, either you love this or you hate it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've had a good think about it. You know, yeah. we just talked about uh, this year's book fair, the theme being non-human. We mm-hmm. just talked briefly about AI. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it looks like the Beatles is releasing a new Song And you must be wondering. With the help of artificial intelligence. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's why it could potentially become a sticky subject, depending on whether you're a Beatles purist or you're <laughs> okay with, you know, completing a song that was 
never finished. Yeah. No, I think uh, I think this is the direction mm. in which we are headed. Yeah. Humanity's headed. And uh, I know it's difficult to accept anything new when it's so oh, new. Yes. Yep. But um, the beginning steps are never welcome yep. with a warm embrace. But at least here we have one of the surviving Beatles members, uh, Sir Paul McCartney, yeah. actually being part of the project, uh, giving it a green light. That's and right. He's probably going to have the final say. Yeah. So the Beatles have completed this new recording using an old demo tape by the late John Lennon, thanks to AI tools that uh, extricated John Lennon's voice from those old tapes. Uh, They have just finished up the song. Mm. It's going to be released uh, this year. Mm. It will be the last Beatles record. And this is according to Sir Paul McCartney, who, along with Ringo Starr, is one of the two surviving band members. Okay, so in my head, I imagine the worst, which is Paul (laughs) McCartney telling ChatGPT, recreate Lennon's voice, finish this song Uh for me. But that's not how it goes, is it? No, so so what they did was, um, you know, they, they used the technology to, uh, you know, basically take Lennon's voice? Take Lennon's voice. From the existing recording. Exactly. From okay. exo- existing recording. Okay. And, uh, you know, they... they 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 would tell the machine mm. um, that's a guitar lose the guitar ah. basically yeah it, it, all all of this is done through like you know deep learning yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, that kind of technology and okay. uh, he hasn't given too much detail okay about this new upcoming record but uh, anyways for all Beatles fans out there mm. this is putting one and one together you know it's the Beatles one of the biggest bands in the history of pop music and uh, all the the latest thing to descend upon humanity (laughs) which is artificial intelligence and I think this is a start actually Uh, we're going to be seeing more and more of such examples I think in the future you know what I find really funny Mm -hmm. this was literally old demo tape as in they took cassette tape turned it into digital file and then extracted the late John Lennon's voice and the rest is history. That's right. You can love it or hate it, but like Erica has said, this is the future and it is here already. You know, Paul McCartney actually said all of this is kind of scary. Okay. But exciting because it's the future, Mm -hmm. but the future that's sort of currently already here. All right. So the pop god has spoken, so roll with it. (laughs) Can't wait to find out what it sounds like, you know? Me too. I think they're eyeing a release towards the end of this year, right? That's right. right. Okay. So maybe it could be an early Christmas present. (laughs) Thanks, Eric. I'll see you tomorrow. Pleasure. See you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.